0: All right. What's happening, people? John O'Hee from the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got a very special guest on the line this week from Boise, Idaho. A little bit about this person. She's a podcast publicist. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Publicist.
1: <laughs> Podcast <laughs> publicist. You Pub- almost, ca- you're so close. Yeah. <laughs> almost,
0: almost. Um, I won't repeat it. I think we all, we all know that because I'll probably stuff it <laughs> up again if I do. What, it, what, is th- what does that mean? Essentially, this person works predominantly with clients who have their own online courses and are looking to grow their audience in an organic way. She helps her clients go from best kept secret to expert in their respective sectors through podcast appearances. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Christina Linkowski. Christina, hello, how are you? Hello,
1: hello. Thank you. I am so, so excited to get in front of your group today and talk with them about what being a guest on podcast can do for them and their course and their business. I realize it's a little meta to be on a podcast talking about guesting on podcast, but well, it um, works, it's right? really, really- You know,
0: you know it works.
1: I know it works. I know it works. I know what I, you know, I've done, I'm, I know what I'm doing here, Um, but it's really fun for me to talk about and really fun to get in front of audiences like yours. So I'm, I'm excited and ready to go.
0: Awesome. Well, Christina, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us?
1: I have so many, but the one that I decided that I was going to focus on today, because I knew this question was coming, which I love is, um, that vision without execution is just a hallucination. And the reason why I think that that's so important is we all have these visions of what we want our business to look like as particularly in the beginning, you know, I want to have this, I want to have this freedom. I want to do this and that, but it's actually executing on the work we need to do, particularly getting in front of new people, um, to have that actually come to fruition.
0: Yes, love that. Agree, hundred percent. You know, I'll speak to a lot of course creators. They'll be like, "Yeah, he's my dream. Going to do this, 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 this." I'm like, "That's awesome." You know, yes. What's what are you doing? Yeah, um, so how just... are we going to do it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, haven't gone yeah. to that part yet. <laughs> and especially yes, the exactly. new part as well. You know, I think that's such a good point. Yeah, you know, getting in front of new people as well because I think yeah. um, a lot of people are very good, especially course creators, very good at what they do, very good yes. courses, um, passionate about what they do as well, can probably sell it okay. You know, if they're Mm -hmm. in front of people that they know and already like them, trust them, but that's, you're going to run out of those people pretty quick. If you're not yes. doing new things. So I, I love that you brought that up. So, okay. Today we're speaking about podcast pitching, Christina. So for everyone listening, there's many different aspects to running a podcast. What we're going to be speaking about here is not so much your own podcast. That's an, that's another avenue and that's great as well. Yes. But it's more about, you know, you're, a, you're an online course creator. You want to get yourself out there. You think it's a good idea to get on some podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't know where to start. Yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you, Christina, and start where you want to start. Where, what's step gonna one? Take, I guess
1: I'm going to take that mic from you, and I'm going to run <laughs> with it. No, I uh, I think one thing that I want to point out about what you just said, because I do get asked this question quite a bit, is people asking me, so should I start a podcast mm. first, or should I guest on other people's podcasts first? And I think that's a great, great. Question and one thing that I just want to address really briefly. So, the thing about being a guest on other people's podcasts is that you're able to, just like Jono said, get in front of new audiences. So, the thing about having your own podcast is that it's going to be the people that already know you, that love you, that want to hear from you. And that's amazing. That's wonderful. It's really great for building your brand in that way. But when it comes to what I personally believe you should focus on first, that is getting on other people's podcasts so that you can build up that audience so that when you do want to launch a podcast, if that's something you want to do, you have that audience there for you. And the reason I say if is for our private clients. 75% of them do not have their own podcast. Mm. They see the value in guesting on other people's shows, but that's just not something that they're particularly interested in doing. So I always want to make that clear that like, you don't necessarily have to have your own podcast Mm. or be doing that type of thing to be a guest on others. That's, this is just one of those strategies. And kind of when people are looking where to start, I would recommend being a guest first.
0: Yes. Love that. Oh, I'll piggyback off that as well. So I, I've got a slightly different take, but I agree, I agree with your thing. And yes. the only reason-
1: Well, I'm afraid you can't disagree with me, <laughs> so I'm going to step away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the thing, right? It's kind of like one of the major reasons I have my own podcast is to get on other people's podcasts. And like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. if, I just, if I just had a podcast, it's it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's like if I just had a podcast, that would be okay. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I'll get 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 um people that are already following me to listen and might warm them up, might get some people via the algorithm, might search mm-hmm. me, whatever, that's great. But the the major two reasons actually to meet cool people, but also it's the best way for me to get on other people's podcasts is if 100%. I have one myself. So I think that's I love a good that message. point. Yeah, it's kind of like if people yeah. are listening and it's like, oh, yeah, I want to have my own podcast. and have all these listeners. That's great. The major reason why I do this is so yeah. I can find another podcaster, get them on here yeah. and, and flick the favor. And there's there's many different ways that where that sort of works. But yeah, I wanted to, to um, give my two cents on that.
1: I love your two cents on that because I think that it's a really great point. And that mm. is that having a podcast is naturally going to be a great insight for you to get to mm. be able to be a guest on other people's. Yep. Um, but just to know it's you don't have to have yeah. it to get yep. started in podcast guesting. 100% yep. though, if you have one, yes. Like if you're going to put the work in and you're going to do that type of stuff, you're going to have it be consistent, things like Mm -hmm. that. It is a wonderful platform to be able to, like you said, have guests Mm -hmm. on, but be able to put yourself out there even more and have Mm -hmm. a really great organic thing to drive people to.
0: Yeah, I agree. Awesome. All right, cool. So we got people listening now. They're like, all right, that's great. I don't need to create my own and figure out the tech and be consistent. I want to get on other people, you know, and and share my, my mission out there. What's the, what's the next thing we do from there?
1: Yeah, so I think that kind of the first step or the big thing that I tell people is to think about the strategy behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's so incredibly important. I think a lot of people get started with podcasting and they just think, or being a guest on podcasts and they just think, oh, I just got to find whatever shows I can get on and be on them. And that's not to say that that's wrong. You know, getting exposure is great, but when you have limited time, like so many Mm -hmm. of us do, you need to make sure that you're getting on shows that are full of that ideal customer. So that's the first thing that I want you to think about. Um, And I want you to think in regards to that ideal customer as opposed to size of the show. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get really, really hung up on this when they start doing podcast pitching. Jono's nodding his head because he knows that this is a fact. This is a big thing that people get hung up on. Um, And a question that I get asked a lot is like, okay, well, if I'm going to pitch myself to a show, like what certain number of downloads should they have or something like that before I pitch? okay, I'm here to tell you, you don't, you won't know. So as, as someone that doesn't have, you know, if if I don't own that podcast, I don't know how many downloads they have, what their numbers are, anything like that. There's certain things I can look at how many reviews I, you know, they have things like that to kind of get a general idea of, is, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this a, a you know. It's number a one on the
0: charts. Show. Okay. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, number like one. Yeah, 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 be, definitely. How many people <laughs> are going to be, num- unless you're Joe Rogan, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. If it's on the charts, it's definitely a good, a good hot tip that it's going to be well listened <laughs> to, but I will, I will definitely have people, you know, say to me like, oh, well, I found out they only get about a hundred downloads per episode. I don't know if that's really worth my time. Mm. It is. Yeah. hundred people. Is. If it has your, if they are full of your ideal customer, it is a hundred percent worth your time. They trust that host and what that host has to say and who they bring onto their show. Mm. And, And I mean, I always like to give this example, but like if someone were to call me up and say, Christina. Um, I'd like to have you speak in front of this event of a hundred of your ideal customers. Love I'd it. be booking that flight, booking yeah. <laughs> that hotel room. Like you better believe it. Like I would be yeah. there. So I think that you just need to keep in mind that the audience, like the quality of the audience mm-hmm. and who's listening is much more important than the size. Yeah. So that's why I want you to kind of think about the strategy behind, okay, who is that ideal customer that I'm trying to get out to? Now, secondarily, what is the product that I'm trying to Mm -hmm. eventually sell them? Into right, so what? How am I actually making money from this? And for most of your listeners, of course, that's going to be a course. You know, they have an online course that's what they're looking to sell and get people into. But when it comes to being a guest on a podcast, their call to action might be some kind of free download or something like that that then nurtures into buying the course. Right. So you want to be thinking about what are some topic ideas that are kind of going to build that invisible bridge from where these people are right now to where i want them to be to purchase my course right so that's also where that strategy plays in a little bit um you know you want to be thinking about topic ideas that are going to bring a lot of value to the audience but are also going to pique their interest enough that they're going to go and follow you on social or grab your free download or whatever it is that you may be trying to direct people to but i just want you to keep in mind that there is strategy and i think that it's not like the sexy part of what we do, yeah. but it's really, really important for people to keep in mind that like, ultimately you want this to make you money yeah. and you want it to be something that gets you new customers.
0: Yeah. Love it. Okay. So I think there's two really good points there. And I think we'll, we'll expand on both of them. I okay. like the, the, um, the free thing. Cause that's one thing I've learned myself as well, even with this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, one time I'm pitching this the next time I'm pitching that, then I've realized the best Thing for me is my Facebook group. It's just like uh-huh. if I go on this podcast, any other podcast, what I want to do is just get people on my Facebook group. And mm-hmm. as soon as I um, found that clarity, everything just became so much easier. Instead right. of being like, "Yeah, I've got a course here, and yeah, go to my website, and, yeah, follow me on social media, and, and do yeah. this there," I find it easier if I've got that one thing, and then everything funnels there. What's What's your take, Chris Is the one thing the best, or should you have a few? Does just depend?
1: I like the one thing. Yeah, um, personally, too. I'm a big fan of that because A, I'm all, my other mantra in life would be keep it simple, stupid, yeah. you know, that yeah, me- yeah, that yeah. method that people live by. And that is true is like, I drive everything to one particular page on my give website. It. And that's actually something plug. that give I it a,
0: give it, give it a plug.
1: Oh, well, yeah, publicityxchristina.com backslash booked. And that's where I keep my um, call to action. So that freebie up to date, that's where people can find more about me. But the reason that I like to have this specific URL, this evergreen URL, just like you're saying you have your evergreen Facebook group, Mm. which you do have a great Facebook group. That's absolutely where you should be directing people to. But like for that, then I don't have to stress, even if I do change my yeah. call to action down yeah. the road, yeah. I know that that URL is going to be the same. Yeah. I don't have to stress like people are going to go somewhere and it's going to be a broken link or now yeah. it's something new That's or anything like that. I'm just like, nope, this is where it all is. I can change it if need be.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. It's same similar with a Facebook group, right? Because to mm-hmm. get in, you know, I ask, hey, what's your email? I'll give you a free thing, right? I, right. I can change that whenever I want. My Facebook exactly. URL is still staying the same. So, and also, mm-hmm. even if they don't give me my the, the email, there, you know, they're in the Facebook group. There's many other opportunities there. So, I, I yeah, love that. Yeah, they're still
1: starting their nurturing with you in the group, even if they don't, you know, aren't ready to commit yet to the, you know, to an e newsletter list.
0: Exactly. Um, okay, let's spend a minute on the shows. I think this is an important one. How, how would someone, and let's go brand new, right? Let's say someone's brand new to the podcast circuit. Yeah. You know, where do they even start? How do they find an appropriate podcast? How, yeah, how, even before we talk about pitching, how do they find yeah. the, the podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of different things that I always tell people like the first steps. So first is you're brand new, but hopefully you have a couple people on your e-newsletter list, or maybe some people that are following you on social media ask them what podcasts they listen to. Mm. Um, this is a really easy way to find some new shows that your ideal customer is already listening to. Yeah. Now, of course, they're going to throw you some stuff that makes no sense. You know, a true crime. I mean, I'm a big true crime podcast fan. So like okay. people know to send me that type of stuff. Yeah, so they qu- quest, will like, question, obviously that's...
0: Question, do you know any what? of the Sorry? Australian? Do you know any of the Australian trim, Ooh, no, true crime?
1: no, tell me a good one. Oh, tell me okay. a good one.
0: No, I'm a huge fan myself. Of a, oh, th- okay. Australian. I was like- yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot of okay. lot of T V series over here. If you're Australian oh. and you're listening, you'll know Underbelly, oh. you'll know Australian Gangster.
1: Let's take a quick break. right now i have watched um no it took place in new zealand but what was um oh there was a gal, one with the gal from handmaid's tale it was really good <laughs> but it was oh, a, a new zealand crime, crime, crime drama. what sorry a true crime one no not true crime oh that one was okay. it was like a uh other thing, but underbelly. Oh. Okay. I'm going to have to look. I so see you guys. I'm going to, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to have to look all this up uh, later because this is totally the type of stuff I'm into. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always yeah. like, well, A, if I ever die, everyone's going to know you've done it because we watched all <laughs> these shows together there we yeah, go exactly so there we go um please don't murder me um but uh yes i you know people awesome. will send you some ideas of shows that they that they listen to and that's a great place for you to get just a few ideas you know yeah. from
0: I'll put the links down in the show
1: notes. Um, and then the other thing that I do, what I kind of call my podcast piggyback method is I want you to go into like Apple Podcasts mm. and or iTunes. That's where I do most of my research. Yeah, me too. And- I want you to go in and think about someone that has a similar ideal customer to you. Yeah. So someone that, you know, like, you know, maybe they're a competitor or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You don't have to be like a mean doesn't have to be like a bad yeah, competitor, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, someone that.
0: Let's say Amy Porterfield that... for me, for example.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Amy Porterfield for you, you put her into Apple podcasts and you see the different podcasts that she's been on. Mm. And that's a great place wow. to kind of say, okay, here's some spots that I know these hosts are interested in what i have yeah. to talk about and what i typically do I'll, I'll go a step further with this but what i do with the uh the shows that you know my competitor has already been on mm. is i will typically listen to the show that they were on and then i'll write the host and say like hey i really enjoyed your episode oh. with quarterfield I loved Beautiful. what you had to say about X, Y, Z. Um, what I would love to do is come on and talk with your audience about this angle of that or about the next so level good. of pitching. That's what I, so that's what I do. I say like, so hey, good. I noticed you had so-and-so on your show. I loved what you had to say. I really loved when she spoke about da-da-da-da-da. Totally agree. So it's all, it's all love. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's all good. You're going in saying, I listened to this. I really enjoyed it. What I would love to do is come on with your audience and talk about podcast pitching 201. Yeah. talk about how to be a great guest, you yeah. know, those type of things that kind of are going to take it to the next level. So, so good. yeah. So that's one thing that I do. And then the other yeah. thing that I'll do is like, you know, let's say Amy Porterfield's uh, was on a show called your favorite podcast. What I'll go do is into your favorite podcast, scroll down to the bottom to the, mm. you might also like categories. Yes. And so that's where I go in and start to do more research as to like, okay, here's some shows that again are similar to this one, but she hasn't been on them. Um, or you know, I can go and start to take a look at those shows and kind of do a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the main thing with podcast pitching, to be honest, is research.
0: Yeah. Research
1: is just a big part of what it is that we do. Yeah. Um, and so once you kind of get in the habit, I do have to set an alarm for myself because mm-hmm. if I go down the Apple Podcast rabbit oh. hole, I could be in it for hours Guilty. looking. There's so many great yeah. shows out there. And like, that's the thing you start to look at and then you want to listen to a little bit of it, yeah. you know, all this type of stuff. So there's so many great shows out there, but the podcast piggyback method for me is like one of the simplest ways to kind of get out there with people that you know are interested in those topics that you have to talk about.
0: Love that. Cause i I've, I've been doing a bit of research myself the last couple of days mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I go into Apple podcasts and I type yeah. in course creator, you know? Great, there's five podcasts that come up and now I'm gone, you know? Like, what do I do from there? And then I was like, Oh, I'll go to the the top marketing podcast, you know? Then there's yeah. fifty of them or something, you know, which is limited yeah. again. I'm like, half of these don't have guests, you know, half of yes. these are never gonna let me on there. Like,
1: yeah. what am I gonna yeah. do now?
0: But I think yeah. your your strategies there are are great. It goes beyond the you know, the the common sense of, ah, let me just type in course creator and see what comes up. So
1: see what happens. Yeah. And that, again, that's not to say that that's, that's definitely something you could do and a great step for people to take. Um, but there's definitely ways to get deeper in there. And again, be strategic about the shows that you're pitching to.
0: Mm. And, well, and the other thing I love that you mentioned there was you kind of gave the pitch method as well, right? It's like, let's say with myself, okay, I type in course creator. Great. He's six podcasts. Okay, I can connect with them on social, say I love the podcast, you know, but how do I then work in there? You gave a very good, and also it can get a bit overwhelming. You know, let's say if I I go to the top 50 marketing podcasts, now i got to follow all these 50 people on Instagram, and now I've got to try and keep up with them all in the feed, along with all the other people I'm trying to keep up with and network, and I'm going to forget, and then it just gets a mess. But I like yours, how it was like, okay, I found a podcast that this person was on, let me listen to it. Great. Let me send an email right away, and you may have mm-hmm. some follow-up th- procedures as well. I'm sure you've yeah, got in place. Definitely. But that's a, a very good, um very good, authentic, um appropriate way to do it. Because there's a difference between, hey, your podcast is awesome. Can I go on? You know, and hey, yeah. listen to your podcast with this person here. And then, especially the few lines where it's like, oh shit, this person actually did listen to it. They're not just saying it yes. to try and you know get me on get get on the podcast. Yes. So. Awesome. All right. I
1: love that you said that because if I can stress anything to your listeners, it's the word authenticity when it comes to pitching. And that is how we have been able to book our clients on big shows around the world and things like that is having these authentically listening to their show, authentically connecting with someone on something. And that is truly what will make all the difference when it comes to your pitches, as opposed to what we call the spray and pray method, Mm. where you send out you know, 100 pitches that aren't personalized at all. I would always rather send out 10 personalized pitches with a real connection because you're gonna see a higher return with better hosts.
0: Yeah, yeah, love that. And I like also, there's another really good point on there as well. Let me think if we, dive in here if we keep going. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was just going to mention on there as well for everyone listening, cause that might even go over the, the head of some people. If then, well, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably a podcast person. So you got half an idea, uh, but you may not know, I guess the, the platform entirely. And I'm, I'm also am I right in saying you probably do this on your computer, right? Christina, as opposed to your phone.
1: Yes. Yeah. For pitching for sending yeah. pitches. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. There's
0: something, there's slight differences, right? Between the phone and the computer. And I just find it's, it's, you see more on the computer, you know, those options come up where you can see the person on there and that. So I'll just give a little tip for the listeners. If you're not hugely familiar with podcasts and on your computer and and whatnot, spend a bit of time just getting to know the platform, you know, see what, like, it's Mm -hmm. easy for me and Christina to be like, oh yeah, type the person's name in and you can see what podcast they've been on. I know exactly what that looks like, you know, but a newbie might be like, well, hold on. How does, doesn't their podcast come up or where do I, so I would just recommend if you're looking to be a guest, you know get to know the platform quite well. And you'd, you'd agree with that, right?
1: A hundred percent agree with that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you make a great point is that, you know, you and I, we've been in doing this for a while. We know exactly what it looks like to go in, type something in, etc. And it's interesting you say that because actually in my podcast pitching 101 training that I offer um, that we do talk about exactly how to do that with visuals of like, yeah. this is how to type it in. Yeah. This is what it's going to look like. Kind of how to do that podcast piggyback piggyback method and exactly what that looks like
0: yeah and even like and and say myself i even learned this a bit more the last couple uh weeks because i was searching to see what my podcast comes up with and i was Mm -hmm. like okay so if i if i if i type course creator it comes up but course creation it doesn't why is this and Mm -hmm. then i realized well i don't have the word course creation anywhere in the description or in the, the thing or whatever you know and then saying yeah. like just little variant, like say with this, it's the course creator community, but then mm-hmm. I realized, hold on, if I can just find a way to add in the description or in the title or in the name, the little variants of it, online course, course creation, mm-hmm. you know, um, course marketing, you know, yeah. the more of those things I in, the more it comes up. But the only reason I realized that was just from fiddling around with the platform and, and seeing what comes right. up. So I think it's a, a good tool. But um, all right, so let's move on from there, Christian. Now we've got a bit of a strategy. We know how to find these podcasts. You've um, touched on pitching there. Is that that—that's step one for pitching as well, right? You see they're, they're, um, if there's a similar guest on there and you send that email, that's usually the first go-to, is it?
1: Let's take a quick break.
0: Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below.
1: I mean, definitely it can be. Sometimes, you know, we're cold pitching with, again, with shows that we don't have a connection like that with yeah. yep. um, necessarily, you know, we're just kind of saying like, Hey, we found your show. Um, Here's something that we connected on about that, that really, mm-hmm. you know, I connected on here's something that makes sense for, for us, we're pitching on behalf of our clients. Right. So here's something that we think makes sense for them. Um, You know, and then we really dive into it. But the thing that will make your life a lot easier is to create a pitch template as mm-hmm. your first step. For when it comes to beginning all your pitching, because yep. there's certain the bulk of your pitch, I should say, seventy five percent of it is going to stay the exact same from pitch yeah. to pitch. Yeah. Um, so you want to have a template it's going to make your life a lot easier. You just need to do it in a Google Doc. It's not anything, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. need to be anything fancy. It's just going to get copied and pasted into an email, anyways. But that's where you know you're going to start off with um, some of your credibility markers. So some one of the reasons why they some of the reasons why they should bring you on the show. Um, and I want to, I want to take a second because I know people get up, up in their heads when I say that most podcast hosts, the size of your audience does not matter nearly as much as how much of an expert you are on the subject. So do not worry. Yeah. Do not worry about, Oh oh my God, I don't have 10,000 social media followers. I don't have, you know, I haven't been on a TEDx stage, you know, whatever, all that type of stuff. Like, Hey, that's great if you have it, but in no way is it necessary. Um, you know another fellow australian uh tina tower that mm. you know i've been on her show as well and she was talking about this specifically she's like i truly don't care yeah. about the number of followers that you have i just want expertise so that my audience gets that value i didn't so even I want you to remember that yeah.
0: <laughs> i got no ideas how much followers you got christina yeah i just saw yeah. the headline i'm like
1: that's a well good topic. it's zero <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> <But it's>
0: just- <laughs> That's the thing. If you do jokes a joke's on you, yeah, if, you no. do, if, if it's a bad pitch, then I'll check. If it's like, oh, yeah. who is this person? Let me check. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got a big following. Yeah, I'll get them on, you know? But if it's yeah. if it's like, oh, that's a good topic. Oh, this person's like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm yeah. in.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's how podcast hosts are, are gonna do it. So don't mm-hmm. stress about this, you know. When I say credibility markers, that doesn't mean like huge audience, big numbers. It just means you know what you're talking about. Yeah, That's it. You know, and there's a lot of different ways to know what you're talking about. So, you know, maybe that's how many years you've been doing it. Uh, Maybe a degree that you have, whatever. There's a lot of different things, you know, that can go into that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we have the credibility markers, then you're going to drop in two or three solid topic ideas. Yeah. Now, typically when I create my pitch template, I come up with like four or five solid topic ideas so that I can choose which two or three, I think make the most sense for that show. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. but the, the topic ideas, like guys, I cannot stress how important topics are. Yeah. Um, that's it. For, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll jump in there yeah. for a sec. I can yeah, That that's what really gets me is the topic mm-hmm. idea. If it's a bad topic idea, nothing else really matters, to be honest. Yes, if it's if correct. it's a good topic, yeah. and if, and the better that if it's a good topic, I don't even read the rest of it. If it's mm-hmm. like good topic, I'll skim through, make sure they're not a complete idiot, and then, yeah. then I'm in. I, that that <laughs> for me is the topic. That's what'll get me. If you if you email me and you have a good yeah. topic, you're in.
1: Yep. Yeah. As long as you're I not love a complete that idiot. You said that. Yeah, I love that you said that because it's so true for hosts. Yeah, And I think that people make this mistake because I think they think that they're making life easier for the host by just saying, Hey, here's some things that I can talk about. You mm-hmm. let me know mm-hmm. what we should focus on for the interview. Yeah. And guys, that is more work for the host yeah. who is already doing a lot. It takes a lot of work yeah. to put together a podcast. Yeah. And so if you can go to them with two to three solid ideas and say, Hey, I think that your audience would really benefit from these specific and get specific, get yeah. specific with topic ideas in there. 9.9 times out of a 10, a host is going to go with one, get, make it easy for them to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easy for them to see it. And just like Jono said, go in, yeah. Jono said, just go in there, take a look at it, you know, make a quick choice.
0: Yeah. No, no. Love that so much. Awesome. All right, Cool. Um, that's given us some good pitching tips there. Let's just summarize that. Cause I think there's actually a, a lot going on. So, yeah, it's I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, great. Now we've found some, some podcasts. Maybe it's been a guest that's on there. Maybe it's not, but mm-hmm. either way we've identified it. Just one question before we even summarize it. Is it always done via email, Christina, or do we sometimes do it via LinkedIn or Instagram or what's your take on the, yeah. the outreach method?
1: Sure. So I, 99.9% of the time do pitch via email. Okay. But with that said, I will follow up via social media. Gotcha. So I will send, and mainly because like, I don't want to receive a multi-paragraph, <laughs> you know, yeah. DM message, yeah. um, you know, type yeah, of thing. Gotcha. So kind of the way that we, that we do it and what I recommend is send your email pitch, send that out to the best email address that you can find. And then what I'll do is go into Instagram, hit someone in the DMs, literally just let them know, Hey, I just sent this over. I sent a pitch over via email for my, you know, either, you know, if it's on behalf of you, great. Or for me, it's on behalf of a client. i link them, you know, please let me know if you have any questions. I really think they'd be a great fit for your show to talk about X, Y, Z. And sometimes I'll include like maybe even a little headshot of them or something like that, just so it's like a little bit more personable. Mm. Um, But absolutely, I'll do the follow-up in the Instagram. And I think, that the reason that works well is because a lot of times people have folks gatekeep their email, but they don't necessarily have someone else gatekeeping their Instagram, like direct messages. So for us, that tends to work pretty well because we might hear from them like, oh, okay, great. I'll have so-and-so forward along the message. Or they'll even say, oh, okay, awesome. Because you just send it to me at and give a different email address yeah, um, for yeah. that. And then they know to keep an eye out for it. So that's definitely what I recommend.
0: Yeah, awesome. Love it. Okay, cool. Now let's get to that actual email that we're sending over. So there were a few things in there where starting by saying, hey, I uh, listened to your podcast, listened to this yes. podcast episode. You know, I, I um, loved this part of it. You know, I thought that mm-hmm. was great hey, you know, I think I could offer something different or offer the next step or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, the, the idea of what I'm doing. Here's mm-hmm. a couple of reasons why you should listen to me. And here are some specific topics that I um, could speak about. Yes. Is that the summarized version of that?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And at the end, I just always thank them for their time. Um, if you have a pdf one sheet or an audio snippet that's where i'll typically add a link to those is in the last paragraph but i want to be very clear on this that you do not have to have those things to get started pitching um people get hung up on that a lot i get a lot of questions about like the one sheets or the whatever and i'm like seriously do not worry about it like I mean, I've gotten our, yeah, we've gotten our client books on big shows before we ever did any of that. So mm. it's just, again, and you've spoken to it, but the topics yeah. and you know the, the quality of the pitch itself. But if I do have those things, I'll put them in that last paragraph, just a link, never attach them. People aren't going to open attachments. So we do yeah. it as an open link um, and then sign off. And what I'll put right under the sign off is um, links to social website,
0: yeah. um,
1: those types of things. And those are typically the only links I include in the whole pitch. Yeah. And, you know, the reason for that, just like we all want to, like if you kind of mentioned, okay, I see a good topic idea. Then I might go check yeah. them out. How you're checking them out is through social or yeah. through their website, you know, to see like, is this person legit? So we yeah. want to just make it again, really easy to get to the yes. So include those links in there.
0: Awesome, love it. All right, cool. In terms of like the tracking, do you sort of have like a, a Google Sheet? You got a list of podcasts. Yes. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. this person, I've followed them up on Instagram. That's yeah. that's kind of how that works.
1: Yeah, so we just do a simple Google Sheet. We don't have anything fancy. Um, you know, it's it's what the show is. We always put, of course, the contact info in there, stuff like that. Um, one thing that I will say is, show some shows have like a form for you to fill out to mm. submit your application to be on the show. That's great. If you see that option, absolutely do that. That's what the host wants you to do. But what I will typically do in that instance is copy at least the topic ideas that I sent them yep. and put them in that Google Doc because I have had this happen before where I sent a form in that I don't get, the, you know, I don't have a copy yeah, of the form yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone writes me back and they're like, yes, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, let's talk about topic two. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, like, yeah, like I just yeah, have a moment of yeah. like, yeah. I love that topic also. Anyways, mm-hmm. could you expand on that a little yeah. bit? Like totally trying to like, see if I can get a, you know, a yeah, hint yeah. as to what it is. So I will sometimes put in the topic ideas there. Um, one hot tip that I would love to give to your, um, course creators here is, so I pitch myself in what I call pitch sprint days. And for me, mm-hmm. this works really, really well. Yeah. So what I do is one day a quarter, I yeah. spend the whole day pitching myself. Yeah, to podcasts. Lovely. And the reason that this works really well for me, as opposed to spending a few hours, like every week yeah. is that I'm able to keep it on a really consistent time schedule. Yeah. Like I know that I'm going to pitch on this day. And then I know that I'm going to follow up two weeks later. So I can just put yeah. a thing in my calendar for take an hour, two weeks you know, later, do a quick follow-up. And then mm-hmm. even two weeks after that, maybe do another follow-up, but I can just add that all in. It's all you know, kind of on the same schedule. Mm. And that tends to work really well for me because the magic is in the follow-up. I would say yeah. almost 50% of our bookings come from following up.
0: Yeah, there we go. And it's also just less overwhelming, right? It's kind of like, yes. oh, and it's it's one of those things where I don't know the term for it, but it's like if you're going to give yourself whatever it is, you know, three hours a week to, to or whatever, two hours a week to put it out there. You open your computer, you do your search again, you see what you are up to, you check Mm -hmm. out the pod, you probably waste half an hour of the time doing the, the fiddly stuff, you know, but if you yes. just book out that day, you know, you open it, everything's open, you're just bang, 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 Exactly. Done. You know, two exactly. weeks later, okay, here's the follow up, bang, 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 done. Don't need to do anything for a quarter. And I'm guessing some of them come later as well, right? It's not always oh,
1: like, 100%, 100%. Not always like
0: the, the next day your inbox is full, like they probably rip no. over the next couple I of, wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I've had that question before. Two people are like, well, then aren't you, all you're going to interviews going to land at the same time? No. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll be on very different timelines. You know, yeah. some hosts you interview right away and it gets published yeah. fairly quickly. We are right now, but I, this just happened to me. It kind of blows my mind, but it's absolutely like great for people to understand on the timeline type of thing. But for instance, we had one of our, this is for a bigger show, but one of our clients, we pitched him last January. So January yeah. of 2021. We pitched him for a show and it hasn't come out yet, which is the only reason why I'm not saying the name of this particular show, but that should give you a heads up. We're at November and it is, this was pitched in January. So January is when we pitched him, they were like, yes, we're interested, follow up with us again. And, you know, March, April, we did that. The interview happened at the end of June Mm -hmm. and it still has not aired. So this is kind of an extreme example. Like I'm not saying that, that again, this is a really big show and that's kind of you know, how it goes, but that's the thing to keep in mind is like, this isn't necessarily always going to be really fast. So yeah. when you have to worry, like when you're like, well, if I'm going to be pitching everything on one day, everything's gonna land on the same day. It's not like some are going to be landing a month later and some are going to yeah. be landing six months later, nine months later.
0: For many reasons, right? It's even like yes. if they reply to the email straight, even if they do reply to the email straight away, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe the podcast is the batching. Maybe the podcast is like, yep, I do one day a month, you know, it's the 18th of November. Now you're booked out for the next one. You know, your next one is the 30th of December or or whatever it is. Right. And then even Mm -hmm. that, maybe the guest is two months in front on their podcast. So it's kind of like, even though they replied straight away, you do the podcast a month later, it comes out, you know, there's three months there. That's if they replied straight away, you know, maybe they reply a, a month later. You know, maybe they reply, down the road, totally. Yeah. You know, they don't get yeah. that. Then two weeks later is the, the Instagram follow up and they reply to that two weeks later. And so yeah. is this many different things. So yes. awesome. All right. Questions in regards to like, I don't know if close rate is the right word. But let's say, mm-hmm. yeah. let's say, you know, as an indication and obviously right. your experience, if people use your services, it's going to be a lot higher than if they go out and do it on their own. Uh, could you give us some maybe examples if someone was to go out on their own? I know, I know the answer yeah. is going to be, it depends, but if you can give us a bit of a, a framework, yeah. you know, what, what sort of rates would a person get on their own? What sort of rates do, you, do they get if they work with you? And tell us a little bit about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. You know, you said it, it depends, but absolutely I have kind of a percentage that I like to give people as a general ballpark. So if you're going out and doing this work on your own, let's say you're going to send 10, 20 pitches, something like that. I would expect to be hearing back from 25 to 35%. Oh, of Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Pretty good. So again, if you're doing it in the way we're saying, like where you're doing yeah. your research and you're sending them solid pitches and doing the follow-up and stuff like that. Again, if you're doing the spray and pray method, it might yeah. be more like 1%, 2%, yeah. you know, something like that. But if you're taking the time to really put your time in and invest, and by the the way, when I say research shows and listen to shows, you don't have to listen to the whole show. Mm -hmm. But like, even if you listen to 15 minutes of a show, you Mm -hmm. can generally catch the vibe, find something that you can kind of connect on, see if it's going to be a good fit. So just to be clear, I want to be like, I have to listen to an hour show, yeah, like for these, you know, 10 or 20 like yeah, not necessarily. Um, I mean, if you can listen to more, great, but you don't have to, like, I had someone there like, well, I listened to three of their shows. I was like, oh my God, like, no, you don't yeah, have to do that. The time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you, I mean, that's great. I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it, but like, that's not necessarily, you know, what what you need to be doing. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's kind of a realistic, like that 25, 30% is a really good kind of benchmark for you to have out there. And -hmm. what I really try to encourage people to be on is an average of two shows a month. So two Mm -hmm. bookings a month is kind of my average. So when I do that quarterly pitch sprint, I'm looking to get on six shows from that work. Um, so that's kind of what I think is like a great average of shows and it's not too overwhelming. Like you're not going to feel like you're recording podcast interviews all the time or anything like that. But at the end of the year, like our clients that started working with us Mm -hmm. of January, 2021, they're now looking back at 24 podcast, you know, well, most of them more than that, but 24 podcast interviews that they've been on over the year. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think about how at the beginning of the year you were on zero, but if you kept that two a month average, I mean, you're going to be on well over 20 shows by the time that a year is through.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple key points with that as well. I think with any sort of good marketing, it, that's, I think that's a good um, way to look at it from the front end. And it's a great front end sort of mm-hmm. ROI. There's a lot going on in the back end there as well. Let's say mm-hmm. if you get on 24 podcasts, hey, the next year, you may have a good relationship with these people. Maybe you don't need to do as much cold pitching because maybe you can get on these shows again. You know, maybe there were certain shows that uh, worked really well for you, certain ones that that didn't. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, the next year let's let's try and get on those really good shows again, and those ones that weren't so great. Okay, let's replace them with other ones. And then also the the good thing about podcasts is someone may listen to it a year down the track. You know, like okay. at, at the moment now we're listening to this in you know November twenty what twenty twenty one is it? Yeah. yeah. 2021. <laughs> Man, i don't even know what year it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know what year it is. The best of times, but with COVID times, like, then I have right. No idea. So, Where am you know, I? Someone, yeah. someone types in. Maybe someone's checking out Christina. You know, oh, let me check yep. out. You know, maybe she cold pitch me. Let me let me type her name in. Yep. Oh, what's this one on the course creator community? Let me check her out. Oh, she yes. actually knows a thing or two. I might buy her program, right? Yeah. Or someone types in. You know, how do I get? How do I be a guest on podcast? They type it in. This one pops up for whatever reason. You know, they'll yep. listen to that. It, it's not necessarily you do the podcast today and then you get a rush in later. Obviously, most of the, the, the traction will come in straight away, sure. but it can, um, it, can, it can lead on for a long, long time after.
1: I think it's really important to take a moment and reflect on what you just said, because I think that that is one of the best parts of being a guest on yeah. podcasts is the evergreen content that yeah. comes from being a guest on yeah. podcasts. It, and-
0: Because I could have streamed this in my Facebook group. That's yeah. right. Next week, yeah. no one's seeing that. It's so far yeah. down the thing, you know, yeah. that no one's seeing. No one's,
1: exactly. Yeah. And like when, um, you know, we have certain clients and we try to do this ourselves, but we have clients that I think they get the best return on being a guest because they take every interview they're on and they chop it up into five or six audio snippets. And they have those run regularly in their social media accounts excuse mm-hmm. me. That's because people come into your orbit in different times, right? Yeah, Someone yeah. like, you know, they're, they're going to hear from me on something six months from now. Yeah, They're going to then go take a look, start following me on social, like yeah. hit them with these pieces of content. These are evergreen yeah. content that you can create for free on headliner, things like that, yeah. that you can be putting out there regularly that are just cementing that credibility for you.
0: There's there's another point I forgot that I think is important there as well. There's another law I can't remember what it is. It's something like you know the law of constant exposure or or something like that. Mm. Where it's kind of like if I see Christina on one podcast, eh, yeah, whatever she might be good unless yeah. she she really rocked my socks. Hey, it's okay. I hear on another podcast. Oh shit, Christina knows Jono and she knows Amy Porterfield. Now, yeah. I see another one. Oh shit, she knows Jono and she knows Jarks. And she knows, she knows every, she must be amazing at what she does. There's, I think there's a huge difference between being on, it, it, it compounds. It's yeah. not just like, okay, I'm on one and now I'm on 10. So it was the same for every single one of those. Yes. There's something about traction. If you're on multiple, you get yes. positioned that that little bit higher there as well. I'm guessing you, you agree with that, right?
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. And I cannot yeah. tell you, I sometimes I'll post things in my social account. And I will have people comment on them that are like, maybe I'm on another, on a podcast interview, like this one airs and I put it up on my thing. and someone's like Oh my God, I heard you on so-and-so's and and now you're on, uh, now you're on John. I was like, that's amazing. I can't wait to listen. Like they, like, I don't know these people. They're not, they're not in my program or anything like that. But then now they've heard me on a few different things. And like you said, it's only cementing to them that like, okay, this is someone who knows what she's talking about.
0: And and I'll go further as well. If I see someone like that on a few different podcasts, Mm -hmm. I reach out to them as the podcast host. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, Christine, I heard you on this, this, I'd love to have you on mine as well. So I feel if you are on a few of them, you're now going to get people asking you, you're still obviously going to do your cold pitching as well, but you're going to get more people reaching out to you and saying, Hey, I heard Mm -hmm. you on this, you know, do you want to come on? So I think that's. Yes another huge benefit. Um, okay.
1: Love getting those emails and those DMS from hosts asking if you want to come on their show or be a part of their summit or something like that, because they heard you on another podcast or saw you were featured and yeah, it's pretty awesome and amazing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Right. Well, I want to be sensitive of your time, Christina. There's a few questions i like to finish up with, uh, just before I do though, people listening to this, they're like, okay, this woman is cool. I want to work with her.
1: Tell us a little (laughs) bit more about
0: what it looks like to work with you.
1: Well, there's a few different ways to work with me. Um, So we have kind of a do it yourself, done for you, and done with you track. Um, So the do it yourself is a training that we offer, which is called Podcast Pitching 101. Um, and that's like, we, it's a a two hour live training that I did, that I did, um, followed by some bonuses that are really helpful for people to be able to get started with pitching themselves. Um, and then the done with you, I actually have a VIP day. So that's where we spend the day together. And I actually work with many Australians. So if there's Australians listening to this, even though I'm based in the U S we definitely can make that work. Is that because we're the
0: coolest, Um, um, culture or is that why you work with a lot of Australians?
1: Oh, coolest culture for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm actually think I'm going to get to come this next summer for the first time. And I am so excited. I cannot even tell you. So yeah. Oh, I'll let you know. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll definitely let you know. Um, But I love working with my Aussie. So it's definitely something we can work out time-wise. But so on the VIP day, what we do, and this works really well for people that have a team member Mm. that they want to start having do pitching on their behalf. Um, we do a brainstorming session. Then I write that pitch template on behalf, you know, so that the team member can start sending it out. And then we do a full training with the team member and the entrepreneur on how to be doing research, like really get into the type of stuff that we talked about today, um, so that they can go forth and conquer and start getting, you know, guests on podcasts and then our done for you option, which is our podcast pitch broker option, which I also have some awesome Australian clients that, uh, just joined us for that. Um, but what they, what we do there is we do everything. So we do the research, the writing, the pitching, and um, all that we do or our clients do, we say is show up and shine. So they show up to their interview, they drop some amazing knowledge, they build that rapport with the host, um, and then of course they promote it once the episode goes live. Um, but the thing that's really unique about what we do with this is we actually guarantee bookings. Mm-hmm. So like when someone works with us, we can't say where we're going to get them featured. Yeah. We can't say like, hey, I'm going to get you on course creators community. We don't know, we, you know if it's a good fit, we'll pitch, but we'll have to see. Um, but what we do say is say, hey, over our six months working together, we're going to get you on eight shows or 12 shows. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of our entrepreneurs or the people that we work with, our online entrepreneurs, they love that because Mm -hmm. the expectation is there, um, of what it's going to look like at the end of our time together. Um, so they know, okay, I don't have to spend this time pitching and I know that I'm going to get on, you know, this amount of shows that are full of my ideal customer and just kind of get it out there. So that's what we do there. Um, and yeah, those are kind of the three main ways to, uh, work with us.
0: Awesome. And I'll put all these links down in the show notes as well. Thank you. Um, okay. So a couple of questions to finish up with Christina, this being the course creator community podcast. Yes. I'm curious to hear who you host your online course or, or training with, or sure. who your favorite or what your favorite course platform is.
1: Yes. So for my online training, I've used them for a long time, but I use Kajabi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been a big fan for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I've been with Kajabi since 2018. Um, and for me, they've just been a really great platform. I eventually kind of moved everything to them, like in the sense of that's where I send my emails through. Um, you know, I used to have a separate company for that. Um, and I was like, why am I doing this? And so, <laughs> you know, I just had moved it all there. Um, and so that's that's the platform I use. I really like their customer service. I feel like I'm a Kajabi ad. I'm not even an affiliate for them. But um, I, I do really like their platform and it's it's done me really well. Gotcha.
0: Now, are you, question, are you on their sort of premium package, the, the 400 a month?
1: Oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. I'm just on their like one site. I'm not the low, I think oh, I'm the gotcha. middle level, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. level is.
0: Ninety-seven yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. an interesting one, Kajabi. So I I would say it's the most popular, believe it or not. In terms of the guests that I ask on here, yeah. I'd say that Kajabi's probably the, the most popular one. My take, I think it's definitely the best. I think hands yeah. down, it's it's the best. Um, the only one issue I have is, I'm not going to say the, the expense, because you get what you pay for, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, if you want the best thing and the best service, well, you got to pay the yeah. most money for it, right? Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I think it, I think the catch with it is, the say with me, right? I got to use the, the 400 one, because I got a million different courses, you know, yeah. and that's fine <laughs> for me. Um, but for yeah. someone starting off, that can be a, a big jump. But I think it's, yeah, my take, I think it's definitely the best and the most popular as well. So love that you, you mentioned that. Uh, all right. Final question, Christina. You're obviously a, a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to get on more podcasts. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you to answer this in a few different ways. So someone, that a mentor that you've paid money to, you've done their course or their coaching program, mm-hmm. a mentor that you haven't paid money to, but- you follow them, you know, you listen to their podcasts, you watch them on YouTube, follow them on Insta, whatever it may be. And a book that you recommend every, the question is usually a book that every course creator should read if they want to sell more online courses, but you can tailor it to, you know, if they want to be on more podcasts or uh, best marketing book, let's say it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, well, I'm going to start the first one off with a, one of my favorite Australians and that is um, paid mentor, but comes to Tina Tower Mm. And um, so Tina Tower is an Australian businesswoman for people that aren't familiar. Um, I actually found her through her podcast um, multiple years ago, and I just really liked her energy and the things that she had to say and just empowerment and stuff like that. She has a personal goal of getting, I think it's 25 women to a million dollars in revenue by 2025. Mm. Um, So I really liked like that whole aspect and things like that. Um, so I started with her podcast and then I ended up joining her empire builder mastermind, um, and have just really enjoyed that experience, um, ever since. So that's definitely someone that has been a real paid mentor to me. She's really helped me on my journey. And I think it's so important to have that, those types of mentorships, Mm. um, when it comes to free mentors, um, people that I necessarily haven't paid money to, um, I really, really love uh Rachel Rogers, which is she's a US-based um businesswoman. She's a lawyer-turned online entrepreneur. And her whole thing is we should all be millionaires. And that mm-hmm. is like putting money back in women's hands for women to make their own financial decisions however they see fit. Um, and so that's been a really, really cool one that has made me think very differently about multiple things in my, you know, in my life and how, you know, I run my business and how I do those types of things. So she's definitely someone that I love listening to her podcast and, um, things like that.
0: Awesome. And book.
1: Oh, and then book and then book. Um, for me, book wise, I would definitely uh, recommend the book rocket fuel, um, by Gino Oh, I'm going to blank on his last name right now, sure. but
0: all Amazon it uh, right now. because Okay. Amazon it
1: right now. Yes. It's called rocket fuel. And what I really loved about it is, and I don't know if a, a ton of people, like there are probably some people out there that can relate to me on this, but I am all visionary. So mm. when it comes to like the execution, which is ironic, right? Because of my quote, I said at the beginning, but now I realize these things, um, you know, I, his book is all about like how you're the vision. There's a visionary and there's a integrator and that's what every business needs to have Mm -hmm. essentially. And someone who's going to have all the ideas and, you know, kind of be the face of the business. And then someone that's going to help with all the operations on the other end. And before I read that book, I was really struggling with like, am I made to be an entrepreneur? Can I be an entrepreneur? Because I don't like to do necessarily all the numbers and all the org, you know, all the systems and all these type of things. Like, I just wanna be more focused on the ideas and, you know, that type, and, and actually executing, like doing the pitching, doing that type of stuff. Um, and so when I read that book, this is multiple years ago, I was like, oh, I see like this, this is how I am. And that just means I need to find this like person to also be a part of my business to, you know, help me be able to truly like take off and have a business that can have impact.
0: Yes. Love that. I just Googled it. It's Gino Wickman.
1: Yes. I almost said Brinkman. So I'm glad that you looked at that. People have been like, what? But um, yes, I, I love that book and it just really helped me realize that entrepreneurs can come in different uh, all different shapes and sizes, but like mind wise, you know, that you can come from kind of different, different places and still be successful when you understand what your strengths and weaknesses are and like own that.
0: Yes. agree. hundred percent. I haven't read that book, but I'm just looking here. I've read his book traction. Have you I've read heard it? that
1: one's good. I haven't read it.
0: I've read traction. I've got it. I'll get for it for you now. This one here. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a good book. So I'm um, yeah, I'll I'll read your one as well. Yeah, Uh, I
1: can't wait to
0: hear you think. Awesome. All right. Well, Christina, that's pretty much all we got time for today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't, or anything you want to finish us off with?
1: Um, I don't know that I necessarily have anything that you asked me but didn't. You crushed it per usual on asking me all the good questions there. Um, but I'm just really excited to speak to your audience, like I said, and Particularly love to get in front of Australians. Um, That's really been uh, a really great, great audience for me to connect with. And I think, um, you know, it's just fun to get out there and get in front of all new places in the world and kind of talk about, you know, the importance of what I do. And that's one cool thing about podcasts is we do have clients all over the world and they speak on podcasts all over the world. And especially in times like COVID, that's just been incredibly important for people to be able to have those connections.
0: Love it. Awesome. All right, Christina, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a
0: review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.